Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. It's an absolute delight to have you here at another of the excellent series of FS Club webinars. Today, we're going to explore financial centers of the world 2023 with a focus on Kigali. And we have the delight of hearing from Hortense Mudenge, Chief Operations Officer of Rwanda Finance Limited. Now, we would not be able to bring you this series of webinars if it was not for our sponsors. Uh, and we are hugely grateful for their continuing support uh, that enabled these things to be possible. Uh, Kigali is a relatively recent entrant into the Global Financial Centers Index, which I suspect most of you will know uh, is published twice yearly by Xien and enables uh, a view of all the performances of the relative merits of the financial centers around the world. And Kigali has been an enthusiastic and notable entrant into the GFCI uh, over the last uh, four operations of the indices. It uh, appears as an international specialist center under the way we classify the centers. Uh, and there really are a huge number of attractions of, of the center, which Hortense will uh, undoubtedly uh, go along to describe to the audience. We do have the opportunity for questions at the end, and if you wish to register any questions, please use the chat. Now, once uh, I have uh, wrapped up and got out of the way, we will then have the material uh, part of the session presented by Hortense, and then finish off with the Q&A afterwards. So without further ado, I'm absolutely delighted to hand over to Hortense Mondenge, uh, for her thoughts. Thank you, Hortense. All right. Uh, thank you so much, Hugh, for the introduction. And uh, I also want to thank uh, Zedian for this opportunity to be able to share uh, more about this initiative that is the Kigali International Financial Center. And I do want to first say hello to our audience of viewers. And uh, we're very happy that they tuned in. So as you rightly said, uh, I work for the agency, uh, investment promotion agency, that is actually developing and promoting Kigali as a financial services hub. And uh, this whole initiative is what we have branded, the Kigali International Financial Center. And so when you look at now why or how this initiative came to be, it boils down very much to our vision 2015. Um, some of you might know, or others, uh, not yet, uh, but Rwanda has ambitious targets and goals, um, and we aim to be a high-income economy by 2050. And beyond being a high-income economy, we're also looking to position ourselves regionally as a hub for knowledge, but also business and financial services. And we find those as avenues uh, that would enable us basically to achieve the overarching target of being a high income economy in the next, uh, I would say, 30 years. Uh, and so really the Kigali International Financial Center is very much positioned uh, towards this. How do you achieve this accelerated economic development over this period of time? There are different avenues. Uh, that have been highlighted and positioning as a regional financial services hub is one of them. So if I could ask to go to the next slide. 
So one of the, the primary, I would say, uh, key targets, yes, sorry, the following slide after that, it will come on up, but the key positioning for uh, Rwanda looks at different pillars. And when we talk about regional positioning, Rwanda has crafted different avenues. Thank you, Peter. Rwanda has crafted different avenues upon which we can serve as a hub, basing on what our strong suits uh, are. So one of them is being a proof of concept uh, country. I think this has already been tested out by the Kigali Innovation City. How do you attract startups and tech startups to be able to start innovative projects and businesses and be able to scale across the continent. Now, the other has been through trade and logistics. You know, Rwanda has been pioneering the African Continental Free Trade Initiative. And so it's a question of how do we now serve as a, a regional hub in terms of trade and logistics? And the third is tourism, you know. How are we attracting more and more international and regional uh, tourists to be able to know much more about Rwanda and also how are we exporting Rwanda's expertise uh, on the continent? So often uh, the, the three, the first three I would say positioning have been critical to Rwanda's growth and financial services has now entered the fold as the new, I would say, positioning aspect that will take us to 2050. Now, following on is when we talk about financial centers, it also becomes a bit fluid, uh, I know for our own ecosystem, but also when we do engage uh, with our stakeholders, it is always a question of what do you mean by a financial services center or what do you mean by random positioning as a financial services hub? And so uh, there is a, an assessment that was done to be able to understand, number one, what are the financial centers that are serving um, the continent? And financial centers is basically, if you are an investor and you're interested in investing on the continent, uh, there are jurisdictions that facilitate your capital deployment onto the continent. And primarily when you look at Africa, there have been a few key, I would say, jurisdictions that serve uh, that purpose. The primary one being Mauritius. Um, if you look at uh, or speak with any investor eyeing or in Africa, they will always most often say that they have set up their base operations in Mauritius or they are domiciling or structuring their investments through Mauritius. If not, if you're looking at also Sub-Saharan, uh, uh, South Africa through Cape Town or Johannesburg. And in, north, in the north, there's also Casablanca. And also in our region, there is Nairobi, for example, or in the West, Lagos. And so it became a question of, or even if not within Africa, it's actually outside of Africa. When you talk about UAE or Luxembourg and you name it. So it became a question of, can we actually feel the need to be an alternative also center, mostly targeted on the continent, but basically the area that is not being served is more the mainland. Of, um, of Africa. So when we talk about now regional positioning is we want to be an alternative to let's say Mauritius for example so that if investors are looking to domicile or structure they could also consider Kigali as um, a place as a fund domicile or a place to consolidate their 
regional holdings. And so now in terms of um, what, are not, what are our goals and priorities? Now, ordinarily, Kigali has not, it doesn't come to mind when you talk about a financial center. Most often one would not think about Rwanda or Kigali in that sense. So when we talk about how are we going to position, it boils down to three primary, I would say, priorities and goals. And number one is how do you advance the competitiveness of our financial sector? our existing financial sector. And that starts with how do you diversify the number of players and actors, you know, in the ecosystem. Now, one of them that we are really eyeing is in the funds industry, as well as fintech, you know. We want to be able to widen the number of services that can be offered uh, within Rwanda, but also to serve the region and the continent. And the other is establishing an enabling framework or environment to attract more and more regional and international players into the ecosystem. So a lot of the work that we've done over the last um, three years actually has been to put in place the needed laws, policies and regulations that would allow us to attract, I would say, these key investors. And when we talk about investors, we pay particular attention to those that are looking to set up uh, regional or Pan-African, uh, I would say investment vehicles, that's number one. We're also looking at actors who are in the domain of FinTech uh, investors, as well as um, global trading, uh, as also another key, I would say, target um, uh, investor. And then the last but not least priority is about building mutual recognition. At the end of the day, you need to build, you need to be familiar with the investors that you're trying to attract and you need to be able to build a familiar environment. And so because not many people uh, know about Rwanda and this initiative of becoming a regional hub, we are building strategic partnerships with other key financial centers that can help us to build that mutual recognition, you know, if you're an investor, uh, coming from Luxembourg, for example, you can better understand, you know, what we are doing in Kigali. If you want to set up an entity, maybe it's easier to set up an entity in Luxembourg and also operate in Kigali. So it's about building a framework that allows for mutual recognition with other uh, more recognized uh, financial centers, I would say. And so now when it comes to the ecosystem, and this is also one of the, I would say, myths that we want to make sure that we address today. Oftentimes when uh, we talk about Kigali International Financial Center, people often think that it is uh, a company. It is us actually, the investment promotion agency, but it actually is beyond that. Uh, Kigali International Financial Sector, Center rather, represents Rwanda's financial services uh, sector. And so there are key players, like in any financial center, uh, there are key players in the ecosystem, starting with policymakers, regulators, investment promotion agencies, industry players, you know, like bankers, capital markets, insurance, and there are also key service providers, right, that facilitate um, these uh, industries. When you're talking about law firms, accounting, so, it's more a call out to say that when you think about KIFC or Kigali International Financial Center, 
you should think of it as Rwanda's financial services center. You know, you should think of it as an ecosystem, like you would see in, uh, I don't know, New York, Luxembourg, or Mauritius. So for us with Kigali International Financial Center, this is the, this is who makes up uh, the ecosystem. And now in terms of the key actors and uh, investors, which is also uh, a point I, I alluded to before, because it's always important to know clearly who we are targeting when we talk about positioning. Uh, there were four key groups of uh, priority investors that at least we're, we're, we're looking to focus on at the beginning. Now, number one is legal structuring, um, because we understand that in terms of, if you want to set up a legal structure, the most important thing is ensuring that uh, the country has, I uh, would say, uh, a compliant, uh, and very standardized legal and policy environment. Um, and so because we know that a lot of work and effort has gone towards this in Rwanda, and also Rwanda is, is known uh, for its reputation in terms of governance, transparency, and accountability, it also becomes something that is complementary and uh, an easier sell, I would say, to investors who are looking to structure. So if you're looking at setting up a farm vehicle, if you're looking at setting up a special purpose vehicle, if you're looking at setting up a trust or a foundation, um, we are now competitive with other jurisdictions in terms of uh, setting up such legal structures. And then the second is more now the fund management, which goes hand in hand also with the first, in terms of a PE or VC or alternative based um, investors. And the third is fintech. It goes without saying in that, uh, as we all know, in the near future, or even actually as what we're experiencing today, um, financial services is becoming more and more digitalized. Um, we're seeing a lot more, I would say, tech influencing uh, activities, decisions, and initiatives. And so there's a lot of inclusion also that is going towards this. So, for sure, we're not going to be able to serve as a hub without actually incorporating fintech. So this is some, uh, it's a key investor and it's a key positioning for us where we want to attract more and more fintech actors uh, into the ecosystem. And the last is global trading, which more speaks to uh, the back-end operations that can facilitate intra-African uh, trading operations. So now, uh, to the question that maybe might be of uh, interest to the audience, uh, why? Why choose uh, Rwanda or why choose uh, Kigali International Financial Center? Uh, and I think for us it boils down to really what uh, Rwanda has already built a global reputation for. Yeah? Number one being having robust uh, legal and policy frameworks that are also very much in line with international standards and frameworks. Um, and so a lot of effort has really gone to ensure that we maintain our compliance to international standards, more so in the laws to do tax transparency, financial compliance, and also laws that are more product specific to the key, I would say, uh, product categories that I've mentioned. And so that is really uh, a big, Docket that I believe is uh, would attract an investor to consider Kigali as a, as a key alternative uh, financial center. 
The second is also in the tax framework. Uh, I believe we're becoming more and more competitive in this docket, uh, considering even the amendments we've had to our investment code that are offering you know, relatively competitive uh, tax incentives to investors who choose to domicile or set up uh, through uh, Rwanda. And these are also equally competitive to other financial centers. And now the third is more in the ease of operation. Um, in terms of how easy is it to set up, how easy is it to operate, but also how easy is it if you're looking to repatriate uh, your capital or profit uh, after the investment. And so there are lots of frameworks that have been put in place to be able to do away with the controls on foreign currency exchange, for example, with the controls on uh, profit repatriation, for example, with also the system of processes and how long it takes to register uh, a business uh, or setup. And there are also more and more incentives that we're putting in place that allow for more, I would say, foreign-based investors to, to work in, um, in Rwanda through the work permits. So I would say really in terms of uh, what makes us attractive as a jurisdiction, it boils down to the DNA of the country Rwanda, and it boils down to those three key uh, pillars. So now beyond, um, I would say internally, Rwanda, what makes us unique um, on the continent? Uh, again, it has been largely through what uh, Rwanda is well known for, compliance and transparency. Uh, Rwanda does rank highly uh, on the continent in terms of uh, anti-corruption, for example, uh, in terms of economic freedoms, uh, we're always in the top three uh, category, in terms of compliance to these standards. So we have really built that global repute, even on the continent, in terms of compliance and transparency. And when you look at now connectivity, which is also another key area um, that we're seeing, we're at least building that unique positioning is in terms of how easy is it to, to get to Rwanda, but also how is it, easy is it to connect from Rwanda. And so a lot of work and investment has gone towards building that um, the national carrier in terms of accessibility to different uh, key capital cities on the continent. A lot of work has also gone into building that visa-friendly regime that allows uh, over 100 nationalities to be able to come into the country without requiring a visa or even getting a visa upon arrival. So there's that ease and convenience uh, with connectivity. The other is also in the ability to be multilingual. That also helps us to be able to serve investors who come from uh, both the Anglophone as well as the Francophone, um, I would say, perspective. So it really helps us to have that unique positioning where you're able to serve investors with different uh, needs. And the last, I have already mentioned it, is the ease of uh, operation. So I won't go too much uh, into that. So now to the, that was just setting the scene or giving some context uh, to who we are and the initiative behind this financial center. So now to why, the reason why we're even on the call today, the Global Financial Centers Index. Now we recently entered or debuted on this uh, index, I believe in 2021. And uh, so far we rank the fifth on the continent 
across uh, Africa, uh, just behind Mauritius and uh, above Nairobi and uh, Lagos. And so the, I think the value of this uh, index is uh, it allows us also to know the key jurisdictions or centers that we compete against. But not also beyond that, it allows us to understand the key priority areas we need to address to be able to maintain the competitiveness or to improve our competitiveness to serve uh, regional, continental, and international uh, investors. So it was great to see that at least we debuted on this list. Um, it was great also to work um, with ZDN to better understand the different reforms we will put in place now to see how we can build competitive, more competitiveness um, along the way. And uh, quite recently, we also moved up the global ranking. Uh, it will still be some time because we are newcomers uh, to this, but we have a big target really to be amongst the most competitive, uh, at least on the continent, uh, in the coming years. And so now, when uh, we look at uh, factors deciding uh, where to, to set up a business, I think I've already mentioned um, a lot of this, but uh, what struck us also with a recent publication was that a lot of the reforms we're doing actually speak to the needs um, and uh, what is driving professionals and investors to choose a jurisdiction. So when you're looking at accessibility to customers, when you're looking at uh, that compliance, transparency and trust with professional service providers, when you're looking at quality of regulatory frameworks, you see this as really key drivers that are um, affecting one's decision to choose, uh, uh, I would say, a financial center or location. So it was really great to see these insights because it's really aligned with the effort and the work uh, and, uh, that we're doing to be able to build that um, competitiveness. So I think maybe if we can jump to the last slide because I would want us to also engage in a discussion uh, with our audience is uh, I would want to leave the audience with just uh, one thing in terms of when you talk about Sorry, uh, Peter, just a slide before this. Uh, when we talk about the KIFC, Kigali Financial Services Center, we are positioning ourselves in these three niche areas. And uh, we identify these niche areas, not only based on where we see our competitiveness, but also where we see a lot of interest uh, uh, from investors going. There's a lot of impact driven, uh, investors who are really interested in the continent and in our region. So it's a question of how can we serve as a hub to attract more and more impact-driven investors? How can we serve as a hub for those investors who are really focused on sustainability? Again, it's a part of impact, but more focused on sustainability, whether it's climate, social, or governance-oriented. And the other is in fintech. So anyone really who is looking to invest or set up an entity, around these three niche areas, uh, I would encourage them uh, to approach us and at least better understand the work that we are doing or what um, the competitive we have, competitiveness we have around that to see if they could uh, consider us as uh, an alternative jurisdiction for them to set up in. 
And so last but not least, we always love to hear from uh, everyone. We love to get uh, feedback and understand how uh, we are ranked against other financial centers. So we always encourage uh, people to fill out this questionnaire because it will ultimately also allow us to know ourselves better, but also identify areas we can improve on. So over to you, Hugh. Thank you so much. Well, John, thank you so much. Really fabulous uh, exposition around the benefits and advantages of Kigali uh, and what uh, you are doing in uh, Rwanda Finance and the Kigali International Financial Center. Uh, I can actually add the number to uh, the uh, high level of people who see a much more competitive future. 61% uh, of those who completed the uh, assessment for Kigali believe that Kigali will be much more competitive in the future. That's a tremendous level of uh, positivity from uh, you know, the local uh, and international community. Um, how are you going to take it, if I might start asking a question, how are you going to take advantage of that very positive sentiment uh, and, and build on it along the lines that you've been describing? Mm -hmm. No, thank you so much Hugh, for that. It's very encouraging uh, to also see that big proportion that has that uh, same uh, anticipation or expectation of us. Uh, so I think for us, there's one thing in terms of, uh, that means we're doing really um, great work in terms of visibility and creating awareness around this initiative, you know, for 61% at least to have that expectation, it must have been based on what they have seen, what they have heard, or what they have come across. So I think there would be enough, I would say there would be continued effort towards at least creating awareness and more visibility towards what we're doing and Rwanda's positioning. And now the second will also be to understand uh, the expectations, right? If you say 61% uh, anticipate that will be competitive financial center in the coming uh, few years, they must have defined what areas of competitiveness uh, they find that we will actually be very good at. And so it would be important to understand, is it aligned with what we are seeing as uh, our key areas of competitiveness? Because that will allow us to know even where to continue working on and putting emphasis on and where to improve upon. So I would say, I think um, in terms of how to move forward from that will be to continue our efforts towards visibility and awareness, but also at the same time, continuing reform and uh, improvements in those areas of competitiveness to be even more competitive, I would say. Fantastic, thank you so much, Hortense. Now Hugh Simpson asks, how do you plan to develop professional capacities in the workforce uh, within Kigali to support the KIFC? Yes, that's a, that's a great question. Um, and uh, it's actually now where a lot of our effort is going towards. So for one, we have looked at the short term, right? How do we actually, considering that uh, the, the one challenge that we also have in our ecosystem is having a limited pool of specialized, I would say, financial professionals who can help at least the targeted actors and investors uh, that we're looking to attract. So for the short term, what we have done is put in place, I would say, incentives to attract uh, our diaspora, but also to attract foreign and regional professionals to set up 
to be able to support us in also building that capacity. So for example, if you are if you're looking to set up a fund vehicle, uh, we now have incentives where you're actually allowed to bring in a foreign professional on a contract and they will easily get a work permit, at least for the first five years. And because we do understand that when you come, you might not necessarily meet these professionals that you seek, but you can bring your own for the meantime as they help to build uh, that capacity. Now, for the long term, what we're doing now for uh, upskilling is uh, we've identified key, I would say, professional qualifications that we need to be able to put forward for our professionals. So a lot of qualifications or training in investment management, financial management, legal structuring, all the key, I would say, specializations, we are now putting in place programs to be able to upskill uh, our professionals along those lines. And then the third part, which is also long-term, is in our ecosystem, which is more so at the higher level, the regulators, the policymakers. We recently gazetted over 18 laws just in the last three years. And so how do you build that institutional capacity to ensure the same effectiveness in implementation of these uh, new laws and regulations. So there's also work that we're doing through strategic partners uh, in other IFCs, as well as uh, international uh, development partners in supporting us to build that institutional capacity uh, where we can get uh, technical uh, resources, as well as continued training for our own um, professionals and actors. So I think that's how I can say that uh, we're addressing it, both in the short, medium and long, and long term. Thank you, Hortense. Uh, perhaps I can ask a slightly wider question. I suppose if in the West we know two things, or we hear two things about Africa. We hear it's a tremendous and growing opportunity on the continent, and that's evident to, to those of us who know Africa a bit, those who know Africa a lot, and those who don't know Africa at all, but at least read the financial press. We also hear that there's a tremendous Chinese presence in, in you know, sort of government finance for infrastructure projects, uh, although I think that's peaked now somewhat. How do you see the opportunities for investment in Africa? And, you know, how is Kigali going to um, take best advantage to be you know, the gateway that people should be using? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's, uh, that's an interesting question. For sure, we are seeing a lot of key jurisdictions playing a key part uh, in investments coming on the continent. Uh, so much European, Middle East, as well as, of course, uh, Asia playing a key role. And I think too, it's, it's a question of now those investments are going into most of the real, I would say, the real economy, the big sectors of the real economy. They are going into infrastructure. They are going into manufacturing. They are going into health, education, you name it. And so it's always a question of how do we bring these investments closer to where these opportunities are? How do we actually create an enabling platform that can ease that cross-border uh, investment flow in and out? And so I think the value of uh, financial centers is to be able to ease uh, investors coming in and also going out. And so I feel like when you're looking at financing, it's about do you have at least an ecosystem that supports the financier who is coming in, right? Because I believe if you have more actors, you have now more competition and things become a bit less costly, 
easier and I think more effective because now there are more actors uh, in play. And so I think the role really that uh, we would play is to enable more and more capital deployment by allowing for more financial actors into the ecosystem that can create those products and services that can reduce the cost of financing ultimately in the, in the long term, but also that can set up shop here and ease access to capital for also, I would say, the, the SMEs and entrepreneurs that also need it. So I think we really serve as a conduit uh, to capital deployment and access to capital. And Kigali you know, has great ambitions uh, in that realm. Uh, if I can turn to perhaps the barriers to, to growth, what would you see as the barriers that you are determined to overcome from the KIFC perspective? Yeah, um, I would say I think the the, the big challenge or, or barrier would be, as uh, I think you mentioned, Hugh pointed it out in terms of skills development uh, and upskilling. Uh, that for sure, for us at least, is uh, is one of the challenge or barriers we we are looking to overcome to be able to become more competitive uh, in terms of at least having a, a big enough pool of financial professionals and service providers to support uh, investors. Uh, I would say that is definitely one of them. Uh, the second, which uh, is a barrier, but also I would say indirectly an opportunity is, I mean, we, we are cognizant of the different trends and circumstances that uh, the continent, the region, and the globe is facing all around, right? In terms of high inflation costs, you know, recessions in some parts, uh, the global pandemic, you know, whether it's climate-oriented, social uh, issues. And so there is always that need of how do you prioritize um, the sectors uh, that require uh, financing. So you find often that there is competition for resources, right? So one would consider it a barrier, but I think it's also an opportunity because when you're able to set up such a, an initiative, you're able somewhere, somehow to attract or pull resources uh, towards a particular uh, initiative. And so I think it's a barrier in one way, but also an opportunity on the other in terms of uh, attracting more additional resources to actually uh, support these, uh, I would say, current challenges uh, that we're facing. Thank you very much. And I know you're always focused on the actions and what needs to be done. But what have been the, I'm sure there have been many successes since the KIFC uh, was formed. What would you call out as some of the successes that you can say, yeah, we, we achieved that? <laughs> Uh, well, here we debuted on the Global Financial Centers Index, <laughs> so I think that's, uh, that definitely is a good uh, sign, um, at least uh, being able to debut, because at least it gives us a, a roadmap or a path to understanding how we move forward. I think also the biggest success also, I would say, is being operational, right? And being operational means like, when you look at the three pillars list, in terms of the the foundational pillars is we've managed at least to to do a lot of reforms you know legal and policy reforms to at least be competitive with other jurisdictions when it comes to the policy and legal front which i believe is always the first uh the first thing 
So, and the Medal Success Fair allows us at least to be operational and to have a conversation in attracting uh, investors, whether it's policy or tax oriented. So I think that's really a big, uh, uh, a big success. Uh, I think the second major success is being able to have a few success stories, you know, in terms of who are the first movers who have decided to choose uh, or to choose Kigali, right, uh, as a financial center. So we do have uh, some uh, Pan-African funds who have decided to at least domicile part of their uh, funds in, uh, in Rwanda. Uh, when you look at uh, the Virunga fund, for example, which is actually a partnership between our own social security fund, as well as the Qatar Investment Authority. Part of the fund will be domiciled through uh, Kigali International Financial Center. We have the AFDB, the Pharmaceutical uh, Foundation, that has also you know, established uh, in Rwanda to be able to support pharmatech, uh, pharmaceutical technology, and uh, I would say investing uh, across the continent. So I believe with a few of those successes, it already gives a signal that uh, we are ready. And yes, there might be areas of improvement, but at least they, we work together along this journey. So I would say that is really a good success in terms of uh, receiving international uh, investors. And I think the, the other success I would say would also be seeing that the local ecosystem is actually working together uh, on this initiative, because sometimes uh, you can start an initiative and not many people own it, you know, or work together on the same journey. And so you find it's actually quite removed from uh, the, the local need and ecosystem. So I think the other success is being able to have a financial and financial oriented ecosystem uh, together on this journey, where you have regulators working together, you know, to create that conducive environment. You have the private sector that we are working with, you know, to, to make them ready and prepared for the investors we're looking to attract. We also are part of regional bodies uh, and regional blocks that facilitate us also to work together in terms of cross-border investing. And I believe that's also where more and more of these uh, tax treaties and investment treaties uh, are coming from. So I would say in a nutshell, there are many, but those would be the, the main highlights. Well, we've probably time for one more question. So I'm going to be a bit cheeky and say, you know, well, I haven't visited Kigali and I, I would love to come. Tell me why we should all come and visit Kigali. <laughs> all right, uh, thank you. So I think um, first uh, visit Kigali, to know more about it in general. Forget now financial services. I feel like uh, Rwanda yeah, This is a general a... question. Absolutely. So Rwanda really has a lot to offer um, in terms of uh, whether it's tourism, whether it's culture, you know, whether it's, there's so many things. So I would say take a trip to first even understand what we're doing um, and who we are. And then after that, you'll be able to see much more in terms of the improvements really uh, we've made. I believe that not so many people actually get to know uh, what is happening on the ground until they're actually here. Yeah, They're able to see a lot of uh, the investment that has gone towards whether it's construction, whether it's education, whether it's in healthcare, whether it's in tourism. Tourism, I believe, is our biggest sell 
Uh, and I think even probably most people might know about the Visit Rwanda uh, campaign, but yeah, there's much more uh, that we're doing to make it attractive um, as a jurisdiction to not only come and tour, but also to stay. So yeah, we're open for business and leisure. <laughs> well, Charles, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, that's really about all we've got time for. Uh, so once again, I would like so much to thank our sponsors for enabling us to put on these webinars. I'd very much like to thank uh, the audience for attending this afternoon. And of course, my uh, final but not least thanks go to uh, Hortense for sharing such great materials with us this afternoon uh, and for taking the time to uh, enable us to listen uh, to her. Um, there are uh, a series of events coming up you can see on the screen um, <laughs> one occurring this afternoon we've got uh, further events on monday and tuesday and i commend them all to you and i thank you very much indeed for attending this afternoon thank you thank you as well hugh i do appreciate it and i think as a last message i would encourage everyone to check us out at uh, www.kfc.rw and also to fill out the questionnaire by going to the ZDN website to be able to run Festo Surveyors. Uh, we appreciate the feedback. Thank you. And thank you for having us.